0: The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 14. Down West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection.
1: All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Beat. You say that a lot.
2: I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do.
0: It was never about going home. It's about getting us to we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barrazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies and series, including SG-1, Atlantis, Universe, and more. Joining me today are Father Cory Stika. Hi, Father. How's it going, Jack? It's going well. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. All right, and be sure to stick around to hear listener feedback on our uh, previous episode, Brief Candle. Today we are discussing the 14th episode of the first season of Stargate SG-1, Hathor. In a Mayan pyramid in Mexico, an Egyptian sarcophagus is discovered. Inside, wearing a Wonder Woman costume that she bought on Wish, is Hathor, the gold (laughs) wife of Ra. After killing the team of archaeologists who found her, she goes to Cheyenne Mountain and is brought before Hammond, Jack, and Daniel. Hathor uses her powers to take control of Daniel Jackson and then the rest of the men in the SGC in succession. Samantha Carter, Dr. Fre- and Dr. Frazier assemble a team to stop Hathor and her ramen noodle bath from taking over the SGC and turning it into her gold nest. What were your
3: thoughts on this episode, Father Corey? You know, I I really enjoy hey, of course your 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 lineup is pretty good, is about accurate, but you know, I, I as commenting before, it's it almost looks like they looked at the episode Emancipation and went, Yeah, we screwed that one up. How can we fix this? Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I thought we need to have like an all women panel for this this particular episode. But you know, this is this is one of those. If you take it as humor, it's actually hilarious to watch the guys' reactions. You know, and all the, all the women are like, you see, you know, Sam Carter and uh, and the Doctor and everybody are like, what is wrong with these idiots? And even Tilks just kind of looking at them like, okay, y'all are y'all are lost. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so if you take it from that approach, it's it's a fun episode. If you try to take it seriously, I think it, it it falls down very quickly. But if you take it for the humor that I think it really was meant to be played as, I think it's 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 a great episode.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like they definitely tried to play up the camp in this one. What about you, Lisa?
2: Yeah, I agree with Father Corey. I, it, to me, this was always a fun episode. It was campy. Um, never took it seriously. Uh, I I did find online some concept drawings from this episode, what it was supposed to be. And it looks like it was uh, very risque, very, very Mm -hmm. nudity, Mm -hmm. scantily clad Hathor. I mean, even more than. And uh, so I think it's one (laughs) of those that when they decided not to go full on Showtime and they decided to make it family friendly, they reined it in. And instead of cutting the episode, they went camp.
0: And so Mm -hmm.
2: I I enjoyed it.
0: (laughs) Yeah definitely fun from that angle what about you victor
1: yeah um i i watched this with more of like a serious eye at first and so you know in my in my notes there's just numerous like ew ick gross <laughs> you know so more sensitive viewers may may wish to 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 look away from this one but yeah it's definitely it's definitely very campy. I mean, every time Hathor enters the frame, you just expect General Hammond and Jack O'Neill to start, you know, banging on the table with their tongue rolling out like a window shade, <laughs> yeah. going humminga 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 Yeah, but um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's about take, it. it's take about it's about at that level.
3: Take take <laughs> it about as a Looney Tunes level or you know Who Framed Roger Rabbit yeah. type, you know. And
1: actually, so, one of my notes was, uh, "Oh, Jessica Rabbit is coming down the down down the stairs here." Well, there you go. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> I do like, and I know I'm going to, I'm going to, let's see, we're about five minutes in. I'm going to break the rule and mention Star Trek, but they do. It reminded me a lot of uh, the naked, uh, the naked time from the original series. Mm -hmm. Every time she breathes on someone with her pink mist that intoxicates them and infatuates them, you get like that really cheesy, like chime sound just to let everyone know what's going on.
1: You mean, you mean the, the smell of fruit loops that Toucan Sam follows his, it follows his nose.
3: (laughs) 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 You got you got to show hormones somehow, I guess. Yeah,
2: actually, I watched it again, and I'm thinking with the 2020 2021 lens on it, and you are thinking, oh, COVID should have had a mask.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, that's the thing that. So all the men behave stupidly in this episode, but they've been they were behaving. Stupidly, before she even intoxicated them, because the entire setup is after that, after she breaks out of the sarcophagus in the Mayan temple and then goes to the SGC, instead of immediately locking her down, General Hammond and Daniel and Jack come in. And the first question that uh, Daniel says is, Why is she, why does she have handcuffs? Why don't you chain her to the bed? And I'm like, Because she knows about the Stargate and she's obviously a Gould. Like, they're surprised that they found another Gould. It's, (laughs) it's, Is that surprising but, at all to but them? But they, they don't know she's a ghoul, or, and
1: and they didn't, like, pat her down and find, like, all this, like, yeah, all the ghoul yeah. hardware <laughs> and stuff that she's
3: wearing.
2: Yeah, they and like stuff. Open the trench coat.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like, they literally just threw a trench coat over her and brought her, like, to the deepest, not not even, like, you know, the NORAD level of Cheyenne <laughs> Mountain. They, like, brought her all the way down to the gate itself. Top
2: secret stuff. And,
3: and I, I can I can get, you know, the principle of she's gold. She's got some kind of technology that can track the gate. I mean, that is completely yeah, that's rotten, all yeah. national. It's Absolutely. <laughs> Why they actually let her get close to the gate in the first
1: place. Well, I, I, I thought at first that maybe Daniel's already been whammied when he's like, are the cuffs really necessary? I'm like, OK, that's dumb thing. Number one, <laughs> he hadn't been whammied. And then, like, they just Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they they didn't look at the back of her neck at any point, like, pull the hair back and be like, oh, you're a ghoul. Maybe we shouldn't, like, bring you into our, you know, top secret facility
0: or, or- anything.
2: I guess her and eyes like, weren't flashing and her voice wasn't weird. So, hey.
0: And Jack O'Neill mentions uh, Chulak and the Stargate before any, like, before that's even been breached uh-huh. her. So he's basically giving her more information without any reason.
2: Yeah. I, you're just looking yeah. too hard
0: yeah the setup <laughs> the setup is a little
3: again you, know, if, you if you take this yeah, yeah i mean we, if we take it seriously it's you know it's it's pretty clear, first of all, just from the fact that this was a beautiful woman, the guys were being stupid, yeah. let's be yeah. honest, yeah and then then it goes deeper, and then she whammies them um, you know first with with Daniel and then with the rest of them, and yeah it it got pretty bad pretty quick for you know she got basically full run of the facility, and the only people that didn't recognize that she. Was a real problem, or did recognize that she was a real problem? Were the women of the group, until because because being Jaffa prevented him from being whammied at all. Right. Yes, yeah. even
1: even General Hammond's crown of uh, marble couldn't save him. <laughs> <laughs> which, which as a a fellow crown of marble uh, wearer, I, I appreciated that line.
0: This makes me wonder: she never seen a bald man before.
1: Yeah, in Egypt, I mean, I I don't know. I want to – I'm not an Egyptologist or anything, but didn't people often shave their heads and stuff? It was pretty common, including
0: the women. They would shave their heads and then wear a wig, Mm. which she's clearly wearing a wig, so. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, she is the the queen of sex, drug, and rock and roll. I mean, I love that line. That was such a great way to put it, you know. The queen of – you know, the the goddess of of sex in Egypt, and she's the, the goddess of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yep perfect
0: yeah that was as, a great
1: one as, as we find out later from uh the the website that uh carter goes to on her computer that is located on her c drive
3: oh, you mean i mean yeah let's keep Yeah. and you notice that they called it the net she yes,
2: was gonna go yes, look it yep. up on the net
0: she was on the net that website honestly though looked like a lot of those conspiracy theory websites that if you if you ever look into stuff like
3: this, that's kinda of how those websites look now, even to this day. Now let's be honest though. This is nineteen ninety seven. That was like. state of the art HTML one 0. Every single person on this panel who had a website yeah, in nineteen ninety seven yes. looked exactly like that. Mine's I I didn't too. see
1: yeah, and I didn't see any gifts of animated gifts of flames or mailboxes with yeah. the <laughs> flags going up and down saying "email us." But I did appreciate yep. that they had the Vatican uh, website <laughs> yes. background there, that parchment that looked well, like the their, parchment
3: that was. Yeah, well, that was that was Microsoft was it Microsoft front page? Front page? That came uh, from. That's where it came from.
1: Yeah, that's the best way to read all of uh, Pope John Paul II's uh, encyclicals is on that
3: background that parchment, parchment Which background. Still there. I don't think they've gotten rid of yet. That's no. the sad oh, part. Oh no.
2: <laughs> did y'all notice that on top of the whammying the men that they were, you know, googling over her, that they also became ultra polite?
3: And oh yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yes, Miss Hathor. Oh, would you like a drink? Would you like to sit down? Would you? I mean, what, what, <laughs>
3: Colonel Colonel Neal, why don't you give her a tour? Give our our guest a tour of our facility. So they were yeah. not
2: just smitten; they became. True gentlemen.
3: <laughs> well, you know, you can expect that from you can expect that from General yes. Hammond. I mean, he is from Texas, and of course, we know people, men from Texas are gentlemen. Right, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they they
1: weren't chads anymore. If I'm using that correctly, I'll have to ask my yeah. my sons. But, but yeah, no, yeah. Up to that point, uh, uh Jack had been like, "Whoa, Danny, whoa, General." You know, he says "whoa" a lot in the early <laughs> few moments of this episode. It was yeah, kind of. I was like, "Whoa!" Suddenly, what's going on here? But
0: Yeah, and uh, sadly, uh, Daniel Jackson is the one who uh, is subjected to the creepy. Uh,
1: yes, the creepy. Well, uh, it was issues,
2: his guess, turn, uh, really. I mean, Jack yeah. ate the wedding cake, yeah. right?
3: Yeah. So
2: now yep. it's it's Daniel's turn.
3: Well, yeah, Jack ate the wedding cake. Sam became the, the slave. Yes. So it's his turn. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, To Michael <laughs> Shank's credit, he does play like the morning after very, very well. Just kind of like like catatonic looking up. yeah
3: the the 500 yard stare yeah Yeah. like oh my goodness (laughs) what did i just do what uh, what happened yeah
2: and even at the end (laughs) where he says uh most of that's gonna be mine
3: yeah
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure there are some circles out there where they're like taking notes oh this code of life stuff that would be great for you know pickup lines or something but no no, don't do it
3: no no (laughs) yeah that probably doesn't work (laughs)
0: I just okay. want to know how they said those lines with the straight face. I
2: mean, did you notice how many of them there were in this episode? Little zingers yeah. and fun stuff. I mean, I think you could just tell. They just, they, they had to do the episode. Why not just make it over the top fun? Right? Mm-hmm. Just go for it.
3: I i, I loved uh, Sam Carter where she smacks the, smacks uh, General <laughs> Hammond. It's like, my career's over. <laughs> well, it was time oh, yeah. done.
1: <laughs> it was like a... It was like an
3: assembly line
1: of people getting hit with the stock of a rifle, right? It was like three in a row. It was like, bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. They don't have the Zat guns yet. But I mean. And she, yeah. yeah.
3: And she's like, I'm done. That's yeah. it. My yeah. career's over. I like how in TV
0: shows, they never talk about how traumatic that could actually be to your brain. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Good concussion. Yeah. No like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. But Did we, we, we else... got to see a lot more of uh, Dr. Frazier. Instead yes, of her man. just running the tests, right? She she shot some people, she got shot, she knocked some people out, and she kissed an airman. I mean, she was she was all over the place today.
3: Yeah, this I think this is the first episode where she really got to be a character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of her own. Instead of just being the doctor, you know, the one that's doing the test, where she actually got to be and we see more of that later. She really develops into a great character before they spoiler, killer. Um <laughs> Yeah.
1: Not for a long time. Well, apparently, though.
3: Yeah, and yeah. apparently she was married to, like,
1: General Patton, though, because her impression of her ex-husband is like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you out of your mind, honey buns. There's a reason they call it this man's army.
3: Yeah. It's an impression of an I, impression. I love it, that- though, where she quotes, mama said there'll be days <laughs> like this. Yeah. There'll be days like this, yes. mama said.
2: <laughs> and we found out there's only, what, six women in the S.G.C.? Yeah.
3: yeah, in the S.G.C. at that I mean, point. That's it.
1: And it and it isn't until like much later in SG one, and then they pick it up in Atlantis too, where they do show like S, SG teams that are made up of all women. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wish mm-hmm. that they'd like gotten to that sooner. Um, you know, with, with some of the airmen or airwomen uh, in this episode. Not sure which is the
3: correct uh, terminology. Airman, <laughs> airman is still the correct term. Okay. You know, as air far air as I know, the Air Force hasn't gone to political correctness where it's air persons or air things or no. <laughs> air X. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: No, but it, it gave us that. It gave us the kind of foreshadowing of the friendships that are going to develop for Jack. Uh, I mean, Sam and uh, Janet.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that really close. does get developed. That really does get developed in later seasons. Mm-hmm. That they're they're very close. So that's that's a good thing, you know. And again, it is nice to see, you know, starting to develop this second tier of characters. You know, when we talk since we've already broken the Star Trek (laughs) seal, you know, you know, going to DS9, one of the great one of the great things about DS9 is they have not just the primary crew of Odo and Kira and and Bashir and all them. But you also have the secondary of Rom and Nog and the other characters that are second tier that are Garrick and people like that who are. They're brought up on a regular basis and become kind of a second cast. Mm-hmm. And we yep. start to see yep. that now in SG-1 where they're starting to develop that, that second cast that does become kind of a regular part of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Like Brightack. Right, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm kind mm-hmm. of sad. We, now you mentioned that we didn't see Walter, uh, you know, the the
3: gate operator oh, in this did, one. Oh, we did, That would have been, been, been fun to see. Master Sergeant Harriman.
2: Yeah. Aw. He would have been fun to see kind of tripping over
3: himself, He wasn't quite to the point of... He wasn't quite the development yet at this point, but soon. <laughs> nice.
2: How much fun was that for Don S. Davis to, to get to play that? I mean, he's always the straight guy, right? He's always the, yep. you know, the air force general, this, 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 and for mm. him to be able to kind of act a little goofy for a change.
3: Was,
2: yeah, was nice. Oh, to I bet see. it was a blast. I would like to think that he had fun doing it.
3: I you know, I, that, I really, yeah. that's, that's, that's what I said, you know, again, at the beginning where take this episode as as comical as campy and you know these actors are sitting there going, you know, when when Jack O'Neill is whammied and he's just kind of like, oh, this is great, this is wonderful, you know. You can imagine, oh, great, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a Jaffa now. This is wonderful. So
0: yeah, I was wondering about that whole thing. She's got the the belts, like, and her her Princess Leia, uh, her like slave Princess Leia, <laughs> um, <laughs> that she also got from Wish, I think.
3: Uh, yeah. But
0: it's got like the gold implant or the Jaffa conversion device like right there on the stomach like mm-hmm. is yeah. that just like standard operating procedures you give someone a big old bear hug and that's how you make him a jaffa or did she pre-med <laughs> well, it well like we, that we, we saw the, the outfit
1: we saw the knife as well but i mean yeah that outfit does have more forms than a final fantasy boss i mean she's like always like morphing <laughs> and that's like her omega form there at the end but um no i i think you know, that's uh, probably for efficiency. That's the, that's the way you'd want to do it. But the Gould wouldn't give that technology to their priests or, or their Jaffa. And um, yeah, that's the only. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned again, Dr. Frazier, and this really is a really good episode for her. It's just the way she just like reaches her hand like into, you know, <laughs> yeah. Jack's stomach, like one of those, you know, like creepy crawly toys or something like alien dissection lab toys or something from the 90s. That was pretty gross, but pretty cool, too. Yeah.
3: And, and one thing we should mention, you know, as kind of again, a part. For the lore, because Hathor does come back eventually, mm-hmm. um, is that she is one of the queens. You know, think of a queen bee of the gua old. So she's one of the ones that creates the new gua old and passes on the the uh, the the memories, the genetic memories that goes from generation to generation. So, I mean this 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 really is kind of a serious episode as far as continuity is concerned. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it does show us that the gua old aren't, you know, how they they procreate really is by through their queens Mm -hmm. yeah
2: and it's it's not every female gold that we find but only certain mm -hmm. ones
1: yeah and later on we'll meet the the queen of the the tokra much much later on and yeah it is kind of neat how they do explain how they need the dna from the host species in order to adapt the ghouled larva to you know um you know be able to you know parasite them
0: right yep I was wondering about that too. Um, so she says she needs the, like you said, the DNA so she can make sure they don't, they're not, they don't reject them when they're implanted. Mm-hmm. But I would figure that she would already have human DNA because she's been on earth before and it, it seems uh, like she's in busted. human. Host. Yeah. She's <laughs> yeah, been busted. No. I, I don't think
3: she wanted the I, DNA.
1: Yeah. Well, I think over maybe 4,000 years, I don't know how much human DNA changes, but well, there's probably and- going to be like degradation and stuff.
3: And, and, and I mean, let's be honest, it, it could be and they, they, I don't know if they really ever talked about this, but it could be generation by generation that every generation of Gaul needs a new infusion of the human DNA. Right. I mean, that's a very a simple way to explain it. I mean, that could be headcanon. It very much probably is. But um, it's just every generation needs the new infusion of the human DNA, to. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So what did y'all think about the sarcophagus could heal Jack from being a Jafar?
1: He, yeah, he,
3: that's he wasn't Jafad kind of yet. True, he, he, ju-
1: he just had the wound, and we know that mm-hmm. the that the sarcophagus can heal any wound. But we later learned that you know, like too many uses of it can actually like kill your soul. Right. Um, hmm. So and and yeah, poor Janet gets shot in this just, and it is like looking at the sarcophagus <laughs> and then they blow it up, and it's like yeah, yeah exactly. Sorry, sorry Doctor Frazier.
3: She, Tilk takes a couple of shots. She takes yeah. one and it's just like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Glad your stomach's feeling better, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Chris I guess they of course, like, Tilk's
1: over
2: there just like, no, yeah. I'm already good. Thanks. Because like.
0: <laughs> that's kind of like a magic, uh, like a get out of jail free card if you let them have that permanently.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's. I I really think it's, this is again, another thing of our first season. We really don't, they haven't really explored what the sarcophagus does, how it works. It's just the fact of this is the magical healing device that healed Daniel Jackson in the movie. So we better bring it back and heal Jack Mm -hmm. O'Neill from it. Right. Right.
2: So it was kind of nice to have that, you know, first season we get all these tie-ins to the movie. Right. So Mm -hmm. getting the sarcophagus this time was, was that little tie-in, but then they had to destroy it. Otherwise it's, it's too easy. Right. You can't ever kill somebody. And I've been
0: surprised that they've been doing those that many callbacks to the movie because the show and the movie feel so different just Mm -hmm. in tone and how they were done. Like it's been it's been cool and interesting to see that they actually want to reference the movie rather than distancing themselves from it as much as possible.
2: Mm -hmm. When you think about it, the movie had so many, you know, we go back and listen to the first episode we did. We talked about how how they really did a great job at laying out technology and the the you know, what the show was about. And so it's it's mm-hmm. kind of been fun to see them just build on it.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, the threads were there in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean they they we again, like you said, Lisa, we you know we we talked about that where they put so many threads there in the movie that initially were intended as a trilogy of movies, but then you know, they picked up the the, the series SG one and just, you know what, we got a lot here we can build on. And they did. And, of course, now after the season, they really go way beyond the, the, the movie. The movie gets left behind big time after the yeah. season.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And in, in the movie, they talk about the mineral that the that the you know, alien parasites sorry, need and that they're mining in the mine. And then we learn that that's Naquita and it's, you know, in the Stargates. And then we learn that it can be refined to make the Quadria. And then we learn that that can be used to <laughs> enhance your nukes. But there are several, mm-hmm. you know, several different types of nukes you can make. You know, it just yeah it goes from there. <laughs> yeah, yep. it, it, it does. <laughs> It does get very big. We haven't even talked about Hathor's like special superpower, which is um getting up, turning, and walking out of the room, which she does, I think, four or five different <laughs>
3: times. It's like Including when she's fire. on fire. Yeah,
1: when she's on fire. Yeah. And it's just like it's like, Oh, was was this scene over? Or you know, she obviously has things to do which I can respect and just doesn't, you know, want to spend any more time. She's just like she's I, I'm, done, I, I'm done here. I'm just gonna go do the next thing I'm gonna have a plan. But for- <laughs>
3: She's a queen, even speaking yeah. in the royal wee. So, I mean, That's right. when she's done, it's time to leave. That okay. just felt like, a, like she was trying to one-up the Borg and didn't work out for her.
1: That would have been interesting. Yeah, if, <laughs> if, if Hathor had been the Borg queen in First Contact, that would have been a different movie, I think. <laughs> Although she's, the data scenes would have been pretty much the same, I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she's been too busy. She's well, been on a bunch of Hallmark movies. oh Oh, yeah yes (laughs) that's where i keep running into her hallmark
3: oh that's funny (laughs) because
2: all those are filmed in vancouver so you just see the same people over like uh janet frazier she's in like every hallmark show vancouver show period like
1: alien parasite princess christmas was one i think or (laughs) (laughs) queen of the larval parasites in love (laughs)
3: Well, uh, the funny part is uh, the the actress is from like South mm-hmm. Africa. I want to say if yeah. I remember right. So all of a sudden she decided to res- you know retire to Canada and act in movies. Apparently, I think it's. I the think post I read to go that if you just want to she'd be been a, a model
2: actor. and wanted was typecast as models in mm. South Africa. Could so be. she? You know,
1: given was some out of that. the <laughs> given some of the South African films I've seen, I don't blame her.
3: <laughs> I've not seen anything from South Africa, so I'll take your word for it.
1: There's a not, there's a number of Rift tracks. Uh, they've done a number of South African children's movies uh, recently. recently. Yeah,
0: me. nice. I feel like this movie would be ripe right for Rift, or this episode would be ripe right for Rift tracks. I, I think, think we're <laughs> kind of giving it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Touché. laughs>
2: okay. So <laughs> when we talked about this weeks ago. Every time we talked about this episode, y'all were like, "This is one of the worst episodes, right?"
0: So
3: it's- I, I always <laughs> said it was going to be one of the most interesting conversations, <laughs> as I recall. I think I, okay. It, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> well, but I, it's
0: good. Bad. It's, it's good, not bad, boring. Yeah. yeah, that's what I, I think is fun.
2: <laughs> so I looked it up. I um, can I mention external websites? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. GateWorld. Yeah. So if you've Gate World? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So you go on there and you look at their rankings for their episodes, right? Season one episodes, they have fan rankings and they have their own rankings. This episode is nowhere near the bottom for season one. Hmm. Oh, sure. It is smack enough. in the middle. The worst episode from Gate World is Emancipation. And yep. then a mm-hmm. close second is the first commandment,
3: believe it or not. Mm-hmm.
2: And then mm-hmm. fire and water. So and then Enemy Within, which I found surprising because I really liked that yeah. episode.
3: I Actually, yeah. all all three of those, other than Emancipation, I found surprising because yeah. yeah. that would not have ranked them all at the bottom. There's plenty others that I would have ranked down there. Broca Divide. <laughs> uh, let me <laughs> see. Where's handle? that
2: one? That Where's Broca? No. Oh, Broca was a little above that. It had two and a half stars. Hmm. Oh, so, But the fan rankings, you ready? The worst episode, according to fans of theirs, First Commandment.
3: Really, I know that's really? yeah. I, I mean, it's surprising It's interesting, but surprising. Yeah.
2: And then next after that was uh, where'd it go? Broca. Oh no, no, no. Broca was ranked high. Sorry, sorry. What I know. High. Brief Candle. Reef Candle was next. Okay, well, yeah. And then Fire and we had Water. Fun with
0: that one. See, yeah, I interesting. I think, I would, isn't that interesting
2: like, though?
0: <laughs> I would put Fire and Water near the bottom, not because it was particularly bad, but it was just so incredibly boring.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like mm-hmm. I'd rather take bad and fun than okay and just kind of eh yeah like this one
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> no.
0: and, yeah
1: and to their credit they didn't do too many more like this one no no yeah
2: well and that's what I mentioned earlier when I I was looking it up I'm not gonna encourage y'all to go look this up because it's it's graphic I mean what they had originally mm-hmm. planned for this episode and it was
3: I remember looking at some of that on on Reddit that he had posted yeah. Uh, Melzani yes, had posted some of this and it's
2: on Twitter too. And he, um, yeah, it was nudity. It was barely covering yeah. anything. Um, and yep. so, and, and they talked about how, when they decided that was Showtime pushing, which we've talked about Showtime, mm-hmm. pushing mm-hmm. the, um, envelope and the sensational nature of it. And when they decided to make it a family series, they toned it all down. And so I, my speculation is that they went, what do we do with this episode now? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, how do we change it from super sexy, sensual to <laughs> family? Family. And there's,
3: there's still obviously some of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, kind of yeah. joke about you know it should be women talking about this episode, but let's be honest. There's, there's a lot of sex cells in this episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is this. I put this kind of at the level of like an episode of Hercules: The Legendary Journeys. You know, from maybe uh you know the second or third season of of that show.
3: Which so is, this is like a, you know, good. Yeah.
1: same same uh, same time frame to late nineties.
0: Mm-hmm. Or muds women from Star Trek: The Original Series. It's yeah. just that kind of.
3: Yep. Cleopatra. Twenty twenty five. Frankly, is a better episode. Oh, excuse me. I didn't hear you. I didn't... <laughs> yeah. Mud's episode. Mud's women is actually kind of a fun episode, but you know, um, no, this is a fun episode too. But yeah. One one thing kind of mentioned too, though, is this is one of these episodes that they really like as producers because this is very much a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no new sets that are required for this episode whatsoever, except for their little gym. Yeah,
1: You, know? you mean they didn't build a, a Mayan pyramid for this? <laughs> no, <laughs> they probably found a room somewhere they
3: could yeah. turn into one. Yeah. Getty it's images. the warehouse. yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah, this is another one where they're completely on the, I mean, pretty much on the SGC set.
3: There's right. This is the first a... one
0: they don't go through the Stargate in at yeah. all, either. I've said the Stargate, I... did
2: we... She left. They don't even see the leaves,
0: but they don't go through it at all. No, you just got the the shimmer of it.
3: Yeah, Yeah. you didn't get
1: the actual stargate moving. She somehow got it working after the entire gate room had been blown up by the exploding sarcophagus, and they show Mm -hmm. like all this debris everywhere and like things (laughs) hanging off the stargate. And then it's like, oh, she's escaping. I was like, how? You know, it's she's gualo. She's got gualo
3: technology that can you know like just remotely you know wave her hand and immediately. Yeah. This is not the gate address you're looking yeah. for. Yeah.
2: Remember Apophis <laughs> went and shut down yeah. and then he opened it back up. So eh,
3: Yep. it works. She's got like
0: the. I want to get that clicker. looked at, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that I've noticed throughout the course of this show, um, and it was pretty evident in this episode, too, is I feel like there was no one on set who had the script and was like, all right, we're going to say gold one way. <laughs> the way they pronounce it, it's like it's gold <laughs> gold guau like
3: yeah however you want to say it
1: get get used to it
3: yeah yeah Hammond always calls it gould it's always the gould yeah yeah and
1: then then it's up to like whatever guest star they have on that week and whatever
3: they come up with their own pronunciations I I will say that that feels somewhat realistic to me though only because you're going to look at this world word that is not an English word with an apostrophe in the middle of it and go how do you pronounce that Gould, old, whatever it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is how this. And yeah, so Jack go. just starts calling him Snakehead. So I mean, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And Tioxy calls Junior. <laughs>
1: yep. But yeah, there were some very good lines in this. After mm-hmm. Jack comes out of the sarcophagus, has been healed, and Carter is is mm-hmm. uh, amazed at how uh, you know how uh, intact his abs are, and goes, "It's a miracle." <laughs> and Jack goes, "Crunches." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, that's probably and, my favorite line let's in the be show. Honest,
3: Richard Dean Anderson was not the most I mean he was in decent shape not like he is today he's he's gained a lot mm. of weight since but he really wasn't like you know this buff dude unlike you know Michael Shanks in a couple of seasons mm-hmm. but anyways
2: <laughs> or Christopher Judge yeah
3: throughout or all Christopher Judge who's buff throughout like everything yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice
0: Yeah. know they really did a good job with the comedy in, in this uh, episode and especially uh, Jack O'Neill just hamming it up mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still have a problem with the you know sexual assault aspect of it, you know, especially when someone has been drugged and then, you know, does does Daniel remember it or does he not? And then you know at the end they're like you know get that tested for DNA and you know and stuff. But yeah, so I mean that part is 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 definitely very icky and squicky and you and stuff, and I don't want to excuse that at all. But you know, it does you know in the context of the of you know a fun episode, it is kind of you know. They didn't, like, have to do that,
3: you know. Well, yeah, I, they could have it differently. I will say that. I mean, it shows that Hathor, although she was beloved, quote-unquote, throughout history, was not a good person. Mm-hmm. Was not a good, you know, was not a good Gwa'uld. She just used, you yeah. know, humans for her purposes and was able to make herself beloved by her whammying hormones. Right.
1: Which, apparently. So I, I think it fits. Yeah. And I don't know if those hormones are what's like so combustible that if you like shoot a tranquilizer (laughs) or something or something near her, like the whole thing just goes up in flames. But gosh, you know.
0: So I actually read this on the wiki. Um, um, In the backstory, she went through eight different formulations of her hormones before she was able to find something that worked uh, perfectly. And she named that one love potion number nine. And it seemed to work pretty well. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Speaking of That's classic a one, music. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Father Corey, did you have any other thoughts on this episode?
3: I, I will say there. I love the scene where Sam's passing out the M16s is like, it's just point and shoot. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Not quite unless you're talking about close quarters like you would be in the Stargate. You know, if you're talking, you know, 100 yards or so. Yeah, you do actually have to aim. But if you're within, you know, 20 feet of someone. Yeah, it's pretty much just point and shoot. <laughs> And by the way, if you've never fi- fired an AR platform, they are a lot of fun to shoot. They <laughs> truly are. I'll As concur. someone who
0: doesn't like guns, I AR agree with M16, that. <laughs> they're yeah. a lot of fun.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a good time. What about you, Lisa?
2: Oh, I don't know. I just like I said, this it's a fun one. I, I was, I'm really pleased that y'all liked it because I was, I was looking, <laughs> I was waiting. I'm like, are we fighting this episode? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> But no, it's it's campy <laughs> and fun, and um, just gets us closer to the second season, which is, I mean, I love Stargate, but it just gets better. I, I know that's that every week; it just keeps getting better. So mm-hmm. we're we're almost there.
0: Yeah. Nice. What about you, Victor?
1: Um, uh, no, I think I've said everything. Uh, I didn't mention though one of my one of my kind of favorite like low budget special effects that they <laughs> do in this is when. Is when, you know, they show the bubbling water, then suddenly like Hathor comes out and she's completely dry. Her hair and stuff is dry. And it's so obvious that they just like filmed her like sitting down in the tub and then ran the film backwards and stuff. But that it's on a par with the campiness of the episode <laughs> generally and stuff. So it's, you know, I just it's I just love those low budget practical effects when you see them and stuff.
3: Yeah, I figured it was yeah. like green screen where they just had her come out of the green screen. But hey, whatever works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it's, it's, how creative those can be, though.
3: Yeah, it's like anytime you see somebody like walking out of
1: the water in a suit and the suit's completely dry and they're holding a cup of tea or something, it's it's they do that by filming them walk, walking backwards into the okay. water. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry to uh, pull back the curtain there. A little bit, <sighs> Disappointed. I know.
0: Worst episode ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good job, ladies.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this all female panel really worked this week.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. We have some uh, feedback from uh, on our episode, uh, Brief Candle uh, from Paul Leone on on YouTube. He says, another fun episode, another fun episode about a so-so episode. I'm tempted to watch each SG-1 episode on Thursday to prep for the show. I think that's a pretty good idea. Um, Good idea. Sounds great to me. Yeah, what I've been doing is I'll watch it, I've been watching the show just for fun as I've been going through it since I've not seen all of it before, but then I'll usually, the night before or the day of, I'll rewatch it and do a critical look at it and take notes for this. So that's kind of what I've been doing, and it's been a lot of fun to do it sure. that way. So yeah, but we
3: always uh, appreciate feedback, and it's great to hear uh, from our fans. Did he give a compliment about the uh, person who did the summary? Oh, <laughs> No, that was uh, a. We we him. had another yeah. feedback <laughs> where someone gave a compliment on the summary of that one, Victor. <laughs> oh dear. Oh yeah, that was on our yeah. uh, the Slack channel. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that, well, was that that's right. That was that was Lindsay Santa the the yeah. uh, Catholics of Oz. Yes, cra- Credit Victor for the the summary of that one. Yes, he did a very yeah. good job. Yeah, but that was a good one.
1: We appreciate Paul and all of his wonderful comments because he's he's left a few of them and stuff and. Uh, you know, definitely that uh the feedback keeps us going. You
3: know. <laughs> yes, yes. Paul, thank you for your feedback and more feedback. We appreciate feedback. Yeah, it's always good to hear
0: from people. Um and uh and before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons, including uh Paul Leone, um, for helping us create the secrets of Stargate. Joshua B, Levi P, Jonathan H, David G, and Leah H. Their generous donations at sqpn.com give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. You can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn.com. You can also join the StarQuest fan club mailing list by texting StarQuest to 66866. Send StarQuest to 66866. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1 Singularity. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thanks, Jack. Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too.
1: Thanks, Jack, but why do I feel like I'm in a Podcasters Behind Bars
3: movie?
0: <laughs> 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 nice. Once again, I'm Jack Ferrazini. Thank you for listening to Secrets of Stargate on Quest.
3: Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think?